Hello and welcome to Gank That Drink. A supernatural drinking game podcast. It's the podcast where we make up drinking rules for our favorite uh, show, Supernatural. We recap the episode for you and then we tell you how the drinking game rules played out. It's Gank That Drink, a supernatural drinking game a podcast what's yeah. up nate what's not much chrissy other than uh i got s- some spritz all over my computer so as I'm we cur- always do currently <laughs> wiping it off the screen uh so i can read my notes and things uh i'm i'm doing well how are you doing chrissy I'm great. It's a new year. It's new us. It's 2024. We're here ganking and drinking. Um, Nate McCorder, tell us who you are. Uh, I just I told Nate... them your name. Yeah, well, that's starters. Uh, Nate McCorder. I am a performer of improvised comedy at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And Chrissy, who are you? I'm Chrissy Lenz, uh, one of the directors at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, and a supernatural television show enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those, too. Uh, and we have a good one for tonight. I feel yeah. like I will toot my own horn. Uh, toot it. I, 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 I really like this episode. I think it's a really good episode. I like it so much that... I normally I've been much better lately, I would say, in the last year of doing this uh, at taking of the notes uh, for the. (laughs) However, this episode, both times I watched it, I was so wrapped up in it. I like I took like no notes on it. Oh, no. I I mean, I think it's for a good like it's not for a good reason. It's just like I was so wrapped up and enthralled in it every time that I was just like. I forgot to write things down because yeah. I, I, and I think that might make it almost a flawless episode. We I've done be that before when I forget to um, write down how the rules, like when the rules hit. Yeah. I've done that. Cause you're just like into it. I'm just really like enraptured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That is how I felt. And I don't know about you and we will talk about it. But that is, uh, uh, I'm very excited because tonight's episode is season eight, episode eight, Unteri Eriochi. I still can't say it. I, I like I that you're it, saying it with but, like an Italian accent. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just the way it feels like it should be said based on how it's spelled. Unteri Heroichi. That's it. That's the one I practiced before we started recording. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's the last time I will refer to. The, the title, title of this episode <laughs> in this podcast episode, I the, promise. The title is really the biggest challenge of the episode. <laughs> it's going to be the toughest part. We're through Hunturi it. Hiroshi is how I would. Hiroshi. Okay. Hiroishi. Hiroishi. Hiroichi. That's what I had. I don't know. Hunturi Hiroishi. Yeah. But it is. Uh, it's a good ep. And we have some rules for this episode we do um they are thus as follows thus uh, as follows anytime we have a flashback go take ahead and take a drink uh, if you're familiar with season eight 
especially this part of season eight, the early part, uh, flashbacks are are happen a lot. Um, yes. Uh, uh, we're taking a drink anytime we get Detective Cass, a- <laughs> which is episode specific. Um, uh, uh, anytime we have an awkward moment, just like a moment that's pretty awkward, take a drink. Excellent. We're taking drinks for BM scenes, which is almost becoming just like a staple rule. Yeah, boy melodrama. Boy melodrama scenes. Uh, we're taking a drink anytime someone dies, mm-hmm. uh, which is a classic as well. And then the hero rule or the expert rule or the sipping rule, if you're not trying to get too jacked up, is uh, anytime we get a cartoony moment or a cartoon reference. Do, take a drink. do as you take wish. A sip. Take a drink, take a sip. Take uh, a little sip. Maybe if you're playing in a group, you pass it down the line every time. So not everyone is, you know, drinking every time, but it just goes from one person to the next. So you're only taking every five references or so. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's them's the rules. I think you could totally play this episode without the last hero sip rule or whatever. Um, right. And then there is a moment, I'll get to it in the recap, where I, I should have added a shot, but I didn't. Oh, okay. But it also hear what goes it is. with, yeah. So um, this, are you ready, Chrissy? I am ready. Okay. This is season eight, episode eight, episode title, Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get then. And uh, where we are in the supernatural world right now is basically we're we're demon tabling it up with uh, Kevin Tran. And uh, we basically get a bunch of scenes about the boys leaving Kevin on Garth's safe houseboat, which is awesome. Um, and he's trying to translate the, the half of the demon tablet that they got from Crowley. And yeah, we also got like Cass... It previously like destroyed heaven mm-hmm. and stuff with like leviathans inside of him mm-hmm. and uh uh so now he is like this like secret manchurian angel mm-hmm. for naomi right correct he's naomi? like a spy yeah he's I, like a spy i don't, is I don't remember right her angel name, name? <laughs> A, a supernatural big fan still can't get all the dang characters. It's fifteen seasons. That's a lot of There's stuff. Fifteen seasons. So many side characters and angels are like just like dogs. You can't remember all their names. Um, so um, let's see. It says Dean reunites with Sam after escaping from purgatory and team up with the prophet Kevin to complete a series of trials that allow them to close the gates of hell for good. It's Naomi. It's Naomi. That's what we. Okay. That's who it is. I just checked on the wiki we're good all right uh so yeah that's the kind of setup for the episode but it doesn't really have much to do uh with the episode because the boys are uh they're let's see it's Cass who finds a case and this is the beginning of hunter Cass because the the boys are like you sure you don't want to go up to heaven and Mm -hmm. he's like no I can't. I destroyed it. We have like that really tense moment later on and everything. But uh, Cass is like, I'm going to I'm going to be here on Earth and I still need to help people. So I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to be a hunter. 
Yay! And so this is Cass Goes Hunting with the Boys, the episode. Cass Goes Hunting with the Boys! (laughs) The alternate title for the episode. Yeah. Uh, So... We get the, uh, uh, he's already found a case as well. Um, and I know that I skipped past the whole initial death, Chrissy, the f- yep. first whole death. I know I did. So like the case that we previously saw, this is why you take notes normally, uh, is this guy's out in the woods with uh, some sort of secret lover and she comes up and it, they don't even look, they almost look like they're platonic friends. It's very interesting because they was like, Anyway, we've it find seems out they're like they're about to not. break up, though. It seems like they're about to be like, this isn't working out because yeah. he's like, he says, I didn't think you would come. And she says, I wasn't sure I wasn't going to. But she did. Yeah, because well, because we find out later why. But it is. It's interesting anyway. Uh, uh, so they. Yeah, she, his, he's got like a heart flutter because he's in love and then all of a sudden his you know he's actually got like starting to have a heart attack it looks like but then he looks and a cartoon shaped heart is like beating out of his chest and ultimately flies out of his chest and explodes and kills him and we we get the reverse shot of the blood hitting the girl the woman yeah uh, it's yeah. gross it is gross this episode's got some gross things. Gross, it gross, does. but like cartoony gross. That's true. Yeah. So uh, that's when then this is the case that Cass finds um, and why the boys then they they head out to Oklahoma City with Cass and we get uh, to the morgue to check out the mm-hmm. body of the of the man of the of Gary or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, and. <laughs> uh this is where we get dete- a bunch of detective cast moments because so many fun detective cast moments he just he's like, like smelling the body and <laughs> this man had a bladder infection yeah <laughs> just like a bunch of just like irrelevant stuff right? that they definitely don't need but the boys are like oh did you notice that he's married and he is probably having an affair with this woman and they probably shouldn't have been and uh it was because they checked out the the diner that these two met at these two lovebirds would meet at also at a motel no-tell motel attached to it right that they noticed and i just don't know when we established that uh that castiel as an angel could smell bladder infections i feel like angels they could just do right because they she also says uh or wasn't he on drugs or was he on drugs? And he's, he says like that man couldn't have been on drugs. He had no, his molecular composition is wrong or whatever. He says something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Like he can see mm-hmm. molecules, but like, we don't know how angels perceive things. Like for all we know, when not. Cass looks at Sam and Dean, they're just like orbs of energy, which is why he yeah. has a hard time, uh, uh, understanding emotional and you know same thing with jack as well like they have a hard time like emo like i don't know empathizing and like seeing like people's emotions and recognizing people's emotions Mm -hmm. as they're saying things and i wonder if that may be part of it if they can't if they have like an angel equivalent of face blindness oh yes exactly 
and okay. I buy but that. also I like that I like that Cass can just smell people and know <laughs> what, what their illnesses are mm-hmm. uh, or their yeah ailments are. So uh, they so many fun moments in the morgue. Uh, said anyone? So we get that. The, the boys basically are like, oh, maybe it's like witch activity, maybe, it, you know, whatever. So the boys think that this is some sort of lover's spat gone wrong. Uh, and before we get to see their next step, we get a flashback. And flashback! So our, Take a drink! Our flashback timeline, or our flashback is of Sam with Amelia. Which is during the time that Dean was in purgatory, broing out with Benny. Mm-hmm. Which is the next episode, by the way. Not our next episode, and that literally the next episode of Supernatural that <laughs> is the be- we think Benny might be killing people episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I love Benny as a character. I can't wait till we get to do some Benny episodes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so while Dean was in purgatory, Sam had this life and he had a dog and he had this woman, Amelia, who whose husband had gone missing, presumed dead uh, and mm-hmm. gone through all her stuff. Right. And so uh, and this is like Sam finally like getting out of the life. And 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 so this is like his dream world, basically, that Sam is like going to. Um, so we get this flashback. And it's of when Sam and Amelia move into their house and are visited by her father. And this is Sam's first meeting of her father, who Mm -hmm. is, of course, not approving of Sam whatsoever. And we know really aggressively. So he's he's like very anti Sam right out of the gate, like to a point where Sam could have been any it could have been anything. Or he could have been anyone. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, the dad just didn't think anyone was right for his daughter. Right. So he starts off by walking in the house and being like, and who's this handsome boy talking to the dog Mm -hmm. instead of Sam? And then Amelia's like, that one belongs to this handsome boy. And then it's like, game on. I'm going to be the biggest jerk to you. Passive aggressively. Yeah. But also pretty aggressively. Yeah. Like, so like, uh, uh, we get, and she keeps leaving them alone together. Mm -hmm. She's not navigating the situation very well. Not at all. She thinks that her dad is going to, is like, oh, he's not so bad. He's going to be fine. When like, this dude's like terrorizing Sam, basically. Uh, so, and they're having like full conversations where Sam can hear them, and Sam's just like, "Okay, should I pretend <laughs> I can't hear you?" Like, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. Later on, one of the flashbacks is like, "He's what are you doing with this guy? He's like just trying to look for someone to hold on to, and uh, whatever." So yeah, we get the moment at first. I think is uh, Sam says his dad's his dad was a marine. And he's like, I always thought they were kind of stuck up myself or <laughs> like just all these yeah. all these moments of. Uh, so, yeah, we get that first one. Um, oh, yeah. He walks in. He says the lawn needs a mow. Mm-hmm. They just moved in. 
the lawn needs a mow. Oh my gosh. They do That's a good job a of writing. thing to say, even if you like the person. Right. Right. And just, and uh, anyway, so uh, they, the boys, we get back to the present day after we, we just kind of meet dad in the flashback. We get to the present day. The boys are interviewing the wife of the dead guy, assuming that maybe she's the one who has put whatever hex or what, who knows what. Uh, while they're interviewing her, there's someone comes into the house and oh my gosh, it's the mistress of the dead guy. Yep. And that's when the boys find out that, uh, these, these couples, uh, they were, they were in an open relationship. Yes. And, uh, I love Dean's line is freaking suburbs. Yeah. it's cute he's she's the best wife ever oh Mm -hmm. man so uh yeah so now the motive is gone so now okay maybe it's not the wife it's not uh something else is going on here um Mm -hmm. and that is when the next uh scene we have a very tall building now this is set in oklahoma city Mm mm-hmm I want to take a little bit of umbrage uh, with how much traffic sounds they had when like they're on top of this building at various points, like very obviously not like it was just way too like Oklahoma city is not very large. I mean, it's like big compared to anywhere else in Oklahoma for the most part outside of Tulsa, but like it's not, it's not bustling. And the sounds below <laughs> in the city of this in these shots were a bustling. So uh-huh. uh, it was, I just, you know, could have been better on that front. Not quite a flawless episode. I remember that, that one. Uh, that one flaw. Just for me. Um, so we get this man, he's at the top of the building. Is uh, Something's gone on. He's about to jump off the building and as he steps off he floats in midair like straight up bugs bunny floating in midair look almost looks at the camera i think even uh and then looks down and that's when he of course then falls uh the next scene we get is the boys with the local pd uh up at (laughs) the wait Oh man, Chrissy, I totally skipped past a great detective cast moment. Oh, what was it? Why'd you kill your husband? Yeah. Isn't that wasn't isn't that he screams at her? Yeah. The wife at at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna interrogate her. I've been studying techniques. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was very funny. A great detective cast moment. So Misha uh, Collins I- is hilarious in this episode. He's so funny. His comic timing is so good. And just like his portrayal of Castiel is like, as you say, flawless. Yeah. I think this is one. Of, this has got to be one of the best cast episodes for sure. Um, hands down. Just so, so brilliant. He's so wonderful. Like you said. Um, so the. uh the, yeah, the man falls. The boys are up with the cop, and the cop is is saying, 
We have witnesses who say he floated in midair for 10 seconds. That's why I called you guys, because this seems to be your thing, because she called she called one of them Scully earlier yeah. on when uh-huh. they were meeting at the morgue. Um, <laughs> so X-Files reference. Yeah, always a good one. Um, and uh, the, so the boys are like, OK, this is this is maybe still our thing. Um, and we get then it basically the the at the same time we learn at the same time that this was happening that a bank was robbed right mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah. The guy, I love the little tidbit that the guy who killed himself uh, uh, had put all his money in retirement or whatever into Roman industries. Mm-hmm. That was a fun, that was a fun little season like, seven throwback. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the boys, yeah. So there's been a bank robbery and this time, uh and oh yeah but we hear about this bank robbery because Cass picks it up on the police frequency that he's also tuned into somehow uh uh that there's been a bank robbery and it sounds loony um which Cass only learns what loony is because uh he had no idea what cartoons were till then finally the boys were like yeah these are like cartoon deaths and they sit cast down and show him Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. And uh, it's brilliant because then Cass comes up with his own explanation of what the cartoon means. It's the Roadrunner is the divine and the coyote is man's endlessly <laughs> trying to capture it. Yep. <laughs> it's hilarious. I get it. It's hilarious. I get it. <laughs> Uh, but there's been a bank robbery, and this bank robbery uh, killed a security guard with a giant anvil. And uh, the boys and Cass, using Cass's ability to also be superhuman strength and lifting things, uh, lifts the anvil, and we see that there is an X right under where, right where the anvil drops. So X marks the spot. They're straight up playing amid like all them. the goo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great job, props department. The like sticky, it it looked cartoony enough because like I, it, it looked like look... mushed up red velvet cake. Yeah, it was good. It was super good. So the boys are still unsure as to like what the heck is going on. What the heck is going on? These have all these like weird cartoony deaths. Uh, it, it's like can't be like a tulpa. It can't be like they really don't know. They've finally realized that all of the people, uh, so the the robbery, the bank robbery, the robbers left behind all these black holes. But they were now solid, but they look like black holes, like in a cartoon that you would just be able to put up and reach into something and grab whatever mm-hmm. was out of it. And yep. they were out of like the safety deposit boxes and, and stuff. So uh, the boys... Uh, kind of notice that all of the robberies and things that have happened uh have been from people who live at a certain retirement home Mm -hmm. nursing home so that's what leads the boys to go to a nursing home to start interviewing the people who things had been stolen uh and they are interviewing a woman who 
uh, is <laughs> thinks that Cass is her like late third husband, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Charles, is that you, Charles? Uh, yep. And uh, so the boys are doing. Ah, oh, they they can't they still can't figure it out. Oh yeah, she's talking about a talking cat, and then of course the cat, and then the cat talks. Cass is interrogating a cat. He's like, Cass I'll is crack interi- him. I'm gonna crack him. Oh, yeah, I've almost gosh. got him. Um, and then the cat does talk, and it talks with the voice of uh, of showrunner Robert Singer. Oh, nice. Fun fact. He calls him a dumbass. Dumbass. Yep. Um. So the boys are like everything's a dead end basically. They got no leads in this retirement home. Uh, Dean gets this weird moment. Or is it Dean or Sam? Is Dean with the guy with the guy who ends up being the in on it um, with like the orderly? Mm-hmm. Who he's like, yeah, man, they're just like living in their own world. Uh, yeah, the ones who are sort of like um, the older people who are like sort of checked out of reality. Yeah, he which says is they're the, living the in their own The theme of this episode is is checking out of reality, living in your in a fantasy world or in a past life, um, or like in Cass's sense, like denial, not wanting to face the what you know you did or whatever. Um, so that's definitely kind of the definitely the theme of this episode, uh, and. The boys are about to give up, and that's when Sam notices on the wall a photo of a man that he knows. Fred Jones. Fred Jones. Fred Jones. Easy, classic name. So Sam's like, hey, Dean, do you remember Fred Jones? Like, yeah, that guy gave me my first beer. And Sam's like, yeah, me too. Uh, And he's like, he's he lives here. Wasn't Fred a psychic? Yeah, and so then they go and they find Fred, and there's Fred watching cartoons. Aha. Aha. We found it. We found what's going on. And the boys, then they're sitting here, what do we do? And Cass says, do we kill him? And that's right when the doctor walks in, of course. Did did you just say you're going to kill my patient? Yeah, that part's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. Every every scene in this hot in this nursing home, a plus hilarious. Um, <laughs> so the the boys decide they're going to come back at midnight and kidnap Fred the old fashioned way, uh, or midnight, whatever. They're going to come back late at night and kidnap Fred. And uh, before we see that, we see Fred clicking through the channels with his finger. If I could have a superpower, Chrissy. The ability to be have my hands as a remote, just a remote control for any TV or device I was around, I would take that would be a great superpower. You think so? I don't I think about it. You'd never have a lost remote again. I guess not. But I mean, if every superpower was on the table, I don't know if I'd pick that one. But every uh, most superpowers have like draw big drawbacks. I don't see a like huge drawback with that one. I, I feel like some superpowers. It's true. Are like genie wishes where they backfire. Yeah, it's like, like a you monkey have the ability to situation. fly, but you don't have the ability to land. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, weird tangent, but uh, he 
he's been watching a cartoon that has a, a, an exploding cake and he makes the old lady who we met earlier made her cake explode. And I'm yeah. so happy she didn't die. I was really worried. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't die. they were kill this sweet old lady for no reason. I'm glad no they No reason at all. I'm glad but she But it was lived. a good, like, red herring. It was a good moment, a good way to get just another, like, little explosion in there, whatever, another cartoony moment. Um, so the boys, uh, they they get called back to it. By the way, I'm sure there's been, like, a flashback or something that's happened uh, uh, in this whole thing so forgive me if i don't put them all in the right order okay um, all the flashbacks yeah all the flashbacks <laughs> uh it's like three it's like three wait how many flashbacks was it we'll, t- we'll talk there's about four it there's, there's four, four total yeah and then there's actually a flashback in the in the then so i counted a fifth um so all of then is a flashback. You can't count one of the then. No, 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 no. But there's in the then there is an actual a, a flashback, like one of these flashbacks. Because Sam, but the whole having, thing is a flashback. But Sam has them, has the flashbacks in the, throughout this season, and in the then they show like one of his flashbacks, and then it's back to like other stuff. It's like in the whole like dreamy, it's in the dreamy filter and everything. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's like quick, but I saw it and I was like, that counts as a flashback in the flashback. All right. If you say so. <laughs> oh man. I'm so off track tonight. This is, our, this is so off the rails. Uh <laughs> So I'm just going to stick with the boys for now, and then we'll wrap up the Sam and, and Amelia. Yeah, the flashbacks are the most boring part of the episode, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, and it's all it's all the same. It's all the dad not liking Sam and being passive aggressive and overtly aggressive to him and being like, I'm a soldier and I can tell that you're not right in the face. Yeah, I can you know? see that you've seen stuff. I, you've got the look. Yeah. And, and but by the end of the episode, he comes to like uh, kind of like respect Sam a little bit. They're having beers together. Sam's talking about his brother. The dad's like, uh, and then we'll get to the end of the end of the episode. But okay. um, back to back to the capers. And the back cartoony to the capers. capers. Uh, so. <clears throat> uh, the boys they basically they figure out because the they go to the orderly's house cuz mm-hmm. they saw that the when they go back to investigate the cake explosion the old lady they're talking to her and she says like that the one of the other like nurses has her bracelet that was stolen and she says charles that's my bracelet or whatever and so they ask where'd you get this oh my boyfriend got it for me oh surprise surprise her boyfriend's the the orderly who gave us the like living inside their heads monologue earlier Uh um and he spills all the beans that it's the doctor who has been using fred to go and rob these people and that's what I didn't understand is like, why not just rob everyone? If you're already going to go cross that line and commit 
grand larceny, just rob all the safe deposit boxes. Well, because he said not he, ones he that took can care of these people. I know, the but that can speech. make them connected to you. That's that's I why know. you don't steal those. It's the stupidest thing. Well, he was not a smooth criminal. That's he was sure. not. Um, so <laughs> uh, the boys are like, and, and the guy says he's going back for one last score tonight with Fred. So the boys go to the bank. They find uh, Fred. But it's no good because Fred is living inside his head. So Dean decides he's going to go in and confront the doctor while Sam and Cass stay out and try to figure out how to get to Fred. Uh, Cass figures out how to get to Fred by just going inside his head with Sam. And they Mm -hmm. literally go inside his head and it's a cartoon world. And then as soon as the Fred realizes they're in there, it kind of goes to like, I love the whole like green screen background, whatever that they do as they're, you know, as his emotions change, it's all sorts of different TV things. So it's like Mm -hmm. white noise. And then it was like the color test. And then it was like the old school, um, like target or whatever, like the, we'll be right back thing. Like it just, it was a good, it's a fun background to watch throughout almost kind of hard to pay attention to the scene. (laughs) I was yeah. just looking at that uh, but they basically say they're like Fred you've been living inside your head for like a long time and 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 of course Fred like recognizes sort of recognizes Sammy he's like the scrawny kid I just saw you a few years ago yeah. so I was like oh, it's been 20 um, and so they're like this is what this guy has been doing to you like or he's been using you and, and you gotta figure out a way to stop this and he has the great line of you know what's Oh, I forget, but basically, like, what's worse than losing, you know, your mind is like when you got a mind like my, or like what I don't know. When you got a line my a mind like mine, the worst thing is losing it or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Fred the psychic, uh, is is hard to get to come out of his head. Meanwhile, Dean is in the bank, in the funhouse. Yeah. <laughs> he's dealing uh, with the madness yep and he confronts the doctor and the doctor's like hey if you let me walk away half of this is yours and Dean's like mm, no I'm good and they start to have it out Dean goes to shoot him and we get the classic meme bang bang of the of the gun and, and just coming out and saying bang uh, and that's when we get the welcome to the fun house line so uh, a chase ensues. This is where we get the moment, Chrissy, that should have been a shot. Okay. Is when we get the freeze frame of the doctor and and Dean. And we get oh, the, yeah. like, the, the episode title pops up and everything. That's that's when that's when we, I should have added a shot. So if, uh, if anyone well, feels like all our cartoon moment sips. It is a cartoon you moment, made up for it. but yeah, it definitely did. So, um, yes, we get, uh, uh, but finally, like, Sam and Cass are able to talk Fred into, like, joining the real world again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as they do, it looks like it's going to be bad news for Dean because the doctor has a gun on him. And the gun is now real because the doctor went to go get through the hole and the hole was not a hole. And uh, just as the doctor is about to shoot Dean, Fred 
comes in and like makes the doctor kill himself. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's pretty dark. That was a dark and surprising moment. That's the thing about this episode is that there's like all these fun, awesome, cartoony moments, but then like Mm -hmm. the guy jumping off the building, that moment, like there are some dark moments in it as well. And then of course all the boring flashbacks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All the boring, sad flashbacks. All the boring, sad flashbacks. So day saved. Thanks to Fred. Uh, But Fred is worried because he's like, what happens in a week, in a month, in six months? Like, how do I not end up like that again? And this cast is like, I can do something. I don't know how much of you is going to be left, but I can do something. He says, all right, let's do the something. Um, it was real unclear what he was going to do. Yep. Yeah, so they just left it very unclear until they kind of come back after the flashback. Um, the flashback, the final flashback then being... Yes, Dad and Sam are getting along. We're getting chuckles. We're having beers. Amelia takes a phone call. And then Amelia comes back in and her missing supposed husband is not anymore. Or not not supposed dead. Missing supposed dead husband. Missing supposed dead. dead. Is not dead. He was just missing and is no longer missing. So that is something that plays out in next episode, in future episodes. Uh, but it's kind of this like moment of like, oh, awkward. That's definitely an awkward moment. Yeah. Inside of so many other awkward moments. So, uh, yeah, and then it's we go back up in an awkward moment. Yeah. Yeah. And and Sam and Dean and Cass are with Fred and Fred is just listening to Ode to Joy in his head. And yeah. Cast says he seems happy. Uh, and we get some good BM scenes with just every, uh, the three of them realizing they can't be running from things or they're living in alternate realities or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they just got to face, do what they got to do. Yep. Although Cast is not allowed to do what he's got to do. He tries to get into heaven to make things right. And, the, and Naomi's and Naomi like, no, thank you. Shuts it down. Says you can't come here, Cass. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of an interest. And then, I mean, like the episode ends with just like Ode to Joy playing and it zooms out on Cass just like sitting with Fred. But um, that's sort of the episode. I did not do a great recap. That's why we take notes. Uh, that's why we take notes. But again, I think I I mean, I watched it twice. I also I watched it like a week ago. Normally I watch these things right before we record, but I I had done my watch a while ago. But uh yeah, I definitely was so wrapped up in it every time that I did not take notes. Yeah. But Chrissy, what do you think about this episode? I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love the cartooniness. I thought it was a perfect blend of uh, supernatural, you know, being dark and mysterious and being fun and whimsical. Yeah. I thought I it was think a great pick. I think for the most part, this is one you could you could show to someone who's never seen the show. Eh, maybe not. There's so much of you'd have to like explain about purgatory and leviathans and 
cast Destroying Heaven. But I think uh, you could still I enjoy don't know. it. I don't you could enjoy you the bones of the things. episode. Yeah, but exactly. I think that the flashbacks and the whole Naomi cast bits would probably be... Confusing. Yeah. But they just lift right out. Yeah, for sure. If you could edit those parts out and show it. Yeah, anyway. Um, but how did our rules play out? We already talked about you had four flashbacks. I counted a fifth because I saw one in the then. Um, uh, detective Cass, how many detective? You counted a lot of detective Cass moments, yes? I counted ten. Ten. Yeah, I only had seven. I so wasn't really sure. enjoying counting the detective Cass moments. I love detective Cass. Detective, detective Cass, Cass, Cass on the case. <laughs> Um. Uh, also, the detective's name was Detective Glass, anyway, which is the last name of one of the writers. Oh. Um, awkward moments, Chrissy. I got six. So did I. Okay. Also, we didn't mention it, but they mentioned Garth having a safe houseboat in this episode. Yes, yeah, I, I I talked about that at the beginning. Oh, you did? Okay, sorry. Yeah, they said that that. Kevin, Kevin Tran was, was on the with yeah Garth. with Garth on his safe house boat. Right, right. He has right, a safe right. house boat. Um, BM scenes. I got five. So did I. We did it. High five. Yes, yes there was a good one between Dean and Cass for sure. Um, in the hotel. Uh, then. You got like some the like Dean and the dad have a little bit of one, and then you got yeah. So there's there's good BM scenes up in there. Uh, someone dies. Uh, three times. I got four. Did I miss someone? Oh, I you know what? I probably missed the main bad guy getting shot in the head. Yeah, because it's just so off screen. Yeah, I mean every. Every one of the actual deaths is off screen because they're all gruesome and hard to do mm-hmm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're cartoon deaths. Uh, all right. I didn't even I I did bad tallies. How many cartoon moments or references, Chrissy? 17. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I got 17, too. Yay. For some reason, I didn't do the normal tallies where you do fives and whatever. I just did one, 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 one. <laughs> I was trying to like write You didn't write do the five hashtag? No, I didn't do the five hashtag. I just, oh, I man. Know that's what I do. And so I had to count it all up. Anyway, yeah, 17 is what I got. So uh, that's what I got yeah. too. That was quite the game. It was, it was a good game and a good episode. Yes. But what are we doing next? Ooh, I almost kicked over my computer. Oh, my goodness. That's what I get for trying to rearrange my pillows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, here's what's up next. We're going to season six, episode nine. Clap your hands if you believe. Do you know this episode? Um, I don't think so. Okay, you're going to love it. Here are the rules. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. Okay. My new favorite rule that you came up with, whenever there's smooching. Smooching. Take a drink. (laughs) Um, 
waterfall during the X Files parody intro. Mm. Take a drink anytime someone says UFO or UFOs. Take a drink whenever you uh, notice Soulless Sam. Mm. It's a No Soul Sam episode. Yeah. Take a drink for a pop culture reference. Take a drink when there are lights in the sky. And take a shot or double drink when Dean nukes a fairy. <laughs> well, I am excited for that. It's a great episode. It's a good one. All right. Where, um, thank you for sticking with us to the end of the episode. It's been an epic one this week. Um, if you want more, if you're here at the end and you're just not done with us, you want some more, uh, you can become a member. It takes a lot of effort, uh, to put this podcast together. If you want to support us, you can become a member at truestory.fm. Just go to our pages, our show page, uh, and there's a little button there. You can click to become a member. Not only will you get to, uh, the, the joy and glory of knowing that you supported our show, you also get each uh, episode a week early which is pretty cool. Um, and you get uh, some bonus member content at the end of the episode, some bonus exclusive chit chat with Nate and Chrissy. Um, you also get to go on discord and chat with us on discord. You can tell us what you thought of the episodes. You can tell us what episodes we should do next. Uh, you can interact with all of the true story FM shows on the discord. When you become a member of gank that drank. Um, uh, Nate, where can people find us in the real world? In the real world, people can find us uh, at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, uh, or the nctphoenix.com. That's nctphoenix.com uh, for all the awesome show details and times and address and uh, uh, probably a, a Google link to a map to where you can find parking nearby. Yep, uh, that's all there. Yeah, all there. And uh, yeah, we have some good fun shows coming up. We got a busy spring. Um, we got new things in the works. So come, come down and laugh. Come down and laugh with us. And while you're out there in the world saving people and hunting things, you know, the family business, keep the gank that drank motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party on. Party on, dudes. dudes.